The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open now to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, we will begin our reading in verse 23 after a word of prayer and look today at the truth of the Christian's responsibility to promote the Lord in this life with his or her life. Father, I come now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your grace, mercy, and peace. Help me to preach. Help your people to have an ear to hear what the Spirit says today through the Word of the Lord. I pray you would be glorified and the saints would be edified. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 23, Paul says, By the Spirit of God, all things are lawful for me but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. So in this section, what we find is Paul teaching the responsibility to promote the Lord. And he does so by giving forth the truth that our life is under the grace of God. This is expressed with lawfulness, lowliness, and liberty. Paul follows up his discussion of the Lord's table with this discussion concerning meat that was in the market in his day. He gives truth to guide the Christians in Corinth through real-life situations that are difficult and delicate, which would prepare them for that sanctity and sobriety of approaching the Lord's table in the fellowship and communion of the saints as they are in the local church. And above all things, there is to be a life which represents God in all of His grace 
and reflects God in all of His glory. May we also be people who are careful concerning others and careful concerning the testimony of our Lord. So then, a life under the grace of God, lawfulness, verse number 23, it is always governed by expediency. That is, is it lawful? Well, is it expedient? Will it bring me to that desired destination, that desired goal of glorifying the Lord? If not, though it may be lawful, if it's not expedient, then forsake it. Lawfulness is also to be governed by edification. Is it lawful? Ask the question, is it going to edify? All things may be lawful, but all things edify not. If it will not build up my brother, nor help him to bear his burden and bring glory to God, then I should refrain from it. But then also lowliness. Look at verse 24. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Two simple things here. If you're going to be a lowly Christian and promote the Lord, His grace, and His glory, then you're going to have to put yourself last and put others first. Then liberty, verses 25 through 30. A believer's personal liberty is always to be coupled with his personal responsibility unto the Lord. We are truly under the Lord in all things, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. First, in the context of liberty, there is a time to be silent. Look at verse 25. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles, that eat, asking no question for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast, and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you eat, asking no question for conscience sake. For the glory of God, for the sake of your conscience, in the presence of those unbelievers, Paul said, just be silent. Don't ask questions if you are disposed to go and accept the invitation to go and eat with the sinner. The time for the questions is before. Now, verse 28, in the context of liberty, there is a time to stand. If the situation becomes such that our host is promoting the fact that this meat is offered in sacrifice to an idol, then it is clear that he attaches worth to the idol and that the feast set before us is in honor of a false god. And then and there, Paul said to these Corinthian Christians, we must take a stand against idolatry and refrain from partaking in the food and fellowship. And it will be that perhaps God can use this testimony to testify within the other man's conscience to sting him and to stir him to think on his ways. Verse 28 says, But if any man say unto you, This is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. A time to be silent, a time to stand, and a time to be sensitive. Verse 29, Conscience, I say, not thine own, but of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? 
I believe that perhaps Paul is saying here, it is not that I am allowing his conscience to rule over mine, for I answer to God alone, however, out of loving consideration, out of a sensitive nature for his conscience sake, I will refrain and refuse to be a stumbling block to him. That is a life under the grace of God, a life lived for Christ and for others, remembering liberty, lowliness, and lawfulness. They should all promote the glory of God and protect the conscience of my brother, of the believer, and even of the sinner. Now we continue a life for the glory of God. Verse 31, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Our lives are to be lived for God's glory in view of the particulars of this world. In other words, simply put, we should put God's glory first in anything. We should put God's glory first in all things, but also a life lived for the glory of God in view of the peoples of this world. Notice verse 32, given an offense neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. As we view the peoples of this world, we should come to them with Christ-like consideration. Refrain from placing stumbling blocks in the way of any man, lest we trip him up on his way toward Christ. Be careful, be considerate, and present the truth as God would have it said and shared. The principle is this, give none offense. You can present the offense of the cross without being offensive. You can present truth about contending for the faith without being contentious. You see the principle there? But here he says, give none offense. That is, don't trip them up and be a stumbling block unto them. Now, who are the peoples of this world that we should be concerned with? The Jews, the Gentiles, that's everybody. But then that special group, even the household of faith, he says, the church of God. Not only Christ-like consideration, but Christ-like compassion as we come to the peoples of this world. We find this in verse 33, Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Now, we're not talking about pragmatism or just doing what works to get a number of conversions. Uh, But let us not underestimate the truth taught here. That is the necessity of compassionate evangelism. Evangelism is never at the expense of the truth of the gospel. If this is so, then it ceases to be true evangelism, which is the announcement of the good news of God's gospel. The motivating factors in the evangelistic thrust of Paul the Apostle are seen here. First of all, self must be sacrificed. Second of all, souls must be saved. Paul sought to please all men in all things in order to further his evangelistic opportunities. Again, Paul was a man of conviction, not compromise. He testified both to Jews and Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ 
but Paul would sacrifice himself in order for souls to be saved. He would rather please all men in all things and bring profit through the glorious message of the gospel of Christ and give none offense to Jew, to Gentile, and to the church of God. Paul said, My life is lived for the glory of God and for the profit of many that they may be saved. Again, Paul was not a man of compromise. He did not water down the gospel. He did not bypass repentance. He preached the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he declared that all men everywhere must repent, for God has thus commanded, for they will one day stand before that man, even Jesus Christ, whom God has ordained as the judge of all men of quick and dead. And by his resurrection he has given proof to all men that Jesus Christ is Lord and judge and the only way to heaven. Again, brethren, I ask, are we living our lives for the glory of our God in these last days? We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.